If you like Darwin and his theories on evolution, but you don't like, say, global warming, the destruction of the environment, uh, imperialism, if you don't like genocide, well, then you are going to have a little bit of a problem. Hey, it's Lucas Scrobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom. I hope you have enjoyed the last three episodes this week with Abdullah Ma'awli on Own the Future, where we had some pretty deep conversations across these three episodes, these last three episodes, where um, he really drilled into me asking some pretty tough questions. So if you haven't heard those three episodes, pause right now, go back and listen to those three episodes, and then come back to this episode, because today, this the story that we're telling today and what we're talking about today actually comes from an incident that happened in episode 110, the second of three episodes that we just did with Abdullah. And in that episode, I made a statement saying that it was actually Darwinistic ideologies that have led to the destruction of the environment. Right, So it's Darwinistic ideologies that have led to the destruction of the environment. And, and that's where it goes back to the sacred space. Right? Which what is that? The no, sacred the, space is what you know, I talked about on the, the gates, you know, defend your gates, um, build your walls, defend your gates. And part of what happened in the gates of a city was the sacred space, which speaks to what, where, what do you believe the origin of all this comes from? Where does it all come from? Where did it all start? What is, how did we end up here? Was it some evolutionary, you know, Darwin process, which by the way, has led to the destruction of the environment? Darwinism has led, led to the destruction of the environment or... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You need to no, clarify so, so, on that. So, the, the, you know, the environment has is been destroyed because we've adopted Darwinistic thoughts, which is the survival of the fittest, fittest, right? So then all, all of a sudden we have humans that are believing it's not a responsibility to take care of the, the world because it's all chaos anyways. There is no purpose. We're just, it's just nature duking itself out. And because of that, it has led to corporations and people and governments and people doing what can get them ahead fastest rather than being held to a higher standard. Uh, that's it was a poor, a, that's, poor, but that's a, that's a huge leap, man. We, I, we didn't have time to go into it in the interview. So on the back end, I've been thinking about this the last couple of days and I wanted to send a quick podcast on this scraping the surface just a little bit but before we do that I want to share something remember how in the previous episodes we have referred to Lao Tzu who was an ancient Chinese philosopher and he said be careful about your thoughts guard your thoughts watch your thoughts because your thoughts become your actions and be careful with your actions because your actions 
become your habits. And be careful and watch your habits because your habits become your character. And watch your character because your character becomes your destiny. That's right. Our thoughts become our actions, which turn into our habits, which become our character, which then turns into our destiny. Thoughts, little tiny thoughts that seem inconsequential, that seem like they're not going to really make a big difference in our life or the world around us. But in reality, they have massive ramification. Our thoughts always have massive ramifications. And this story about Charles Darwin and social Darwinism is the very epitome of that fact, right? Darwin was thinking one day, he was like, oh, what if, you know, we just evolved somehow out of little amoebas in the ocean and then one day, you know, into apes and then somehow into Neanderthals and you know, this idea of macro evolution. And by and large, there is a overwhelming evidence that macro evolution just isn't true. It's just not possible mathematically. Statistically, it is impossible, even with spreading it out over billions and trillions of years. It macro evolution is not possible. However, micro evolution, of course, is possible. We we are even witnessing it today with the birth of superbugs and how they are breeding and becoming stronger and stronger. So microevolution, which is small genetic mutations that happen, those happen. But macroevolution, which is a ape all of a sudden becoming a human, those things have been pretty solidly disproven. But, so now we look at this tiny thought that Darwin had of natural selection. The strongest will survive. And that became coined into this phrase, the survival of the fittest. Now, this phrase was actually come up with by Hubert Spencer, who was more of a capitalist. And he was taking and he was talking back and forth with Darwin and they were pals. And they were writing back and forth, talking about evolutionary theory, uh, Darwinism. And Hubert really is responsible for what later on became social Darwinism. And what social Darwinism says is that the fittest will survive. Therefore, the fittest race will rise to the top. The fittest person will always conquer the weak. And to grow stronger, it is okay to put the weak person out of their misery to destroy weak races so that we can have a superior race because that is the process of biology. That is the process of nature. Now, there is some debate on this. I, I see how the train of thought is logical and how Darwin's ideas of natural selection and evolution and the, the survival of the fittest, how that led to Hubert Spencer, Herbert Spencer, coming up with these mutated ideas. He took, he was reading Darwin's writing and he came up with these ideas which then turned into the very backing, the ideology that drove 
Nazi Germany. It turned into the ideology that drove imperialism and colonialism. It became into the very ideology that drove eugenics and finding this pure race. It became the ideology that said, well, we are the superior race. And if we have to destroy a little bit of the environment here or pollute a little bit here, that's okay. Nature will work itself out and we will rise to the top as the strongest race. Social Darwinism. Social Darwinism. Those thoughts of unrestrained, um, negligent capitalism. Uh, capitalism that is not responsible, that's not socially responsible, that's not taking in consideration the worth and value of a human being or the worth and the value of the environment. Rather, they're just ravaging everything for their own strength and their own gain of their party, of their country, or of their race. So we can see this progression, how this thought, this tiny thought of evolution, this tiny thought of the fittest will survive, and that nature and that we have evolved through overcoming weaker races, weaker mutations of apes. And this idea that there's no real value to human life because with that it comes, well, this other person, they are just a lesser human. They're just lesser than me and my race. So it's okay if I oppress them because if they're being oppressed, it means that they're weaker and that is just how nature happens. And now we can see how that simple thought of natural selection, that simple thought of the survival of the fittest led to extremely destructive ideologies that are still playing out in the world today. We have to watch our thoughts. And so my encouragement to you today is are you watching your thoughts? I I, I have to watch my thoughts. My thoughts can skew one of two, probably everyone's thoughts can skew one of two ways. One way is that my thought can skew is negative. I can get, I can beat myself up. I can think that I'm failing and or in areas that I am failing, that I am struggling. I have a lot of negative self-talk and I have to watch that negative self-talk and I have to take those thoughts captive because otherwise it will become that self-fulfilling prophecy. I'll just go lower and lower and those negative thoughts will become negative actions. Yeah, you're right, Lucas. You, you fail at everything you do. Yep, you're not successful. That be, then becomes habits, which then is gonna become my destiny. But on the other side of it, I can't be cocky either. I can't just be pride-filled. Filled. I cannot just be have only positive thoughts where I just like, you're the best. You're great at everything you do. Everything that you touch turns to gold because that then tends to pride, it tends to arrogance, and it tends to blind spots, which would also lead me into a path of destruction, into a path of crashing and burning because I have these blind spots in me because I have nurtured a spirit of arrogance instead. And so what I do on a daily basis I try to come to the center of truth. And that is what I search. That's what I seek out. It's like, okay, what is the truth? What is the truth of how I'm performing? What is the truth of how I'm doing? Where am I doing well? And where do I have room for improvement? And how can I then improve? What do I need to put around me so that I can improve? It's that 360 awareness and feedback 
which is important. And that is where truth is paramount. The truth will set you free. So my closing thing for you today is go out and find truth. Find true thoughts. Not not your truth, but search and seek out truth. Search and seek out wisdom. And that's a lot of what we actually talked about in that episode with Abdullah, episode 110. Searching and finding out wisdom. So in closing, please, if you have a friend that hates imperialism, that hates global warming, send this to them so that they can, one, guard their thoughts, and two, have the real reason, something, the true root of the issue to be angry at instead of, you know, the man or governments or corporations. But it's really a thought and an ideology that has produced macro levels of destruction across the globe. Number two, if you have not gotten my book yet, Anchor the Discipline to Stop Drifting, please, if you are listening to this podcast on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, it would mean so much to me. And I know it would be impactful to you if you went to Amazon and got my book today, Anchored the Discipline to Stop Drifting. Finally, I'm Lucas Grobot. You are a change maker. And this is where destiny is woven. Thank you.